You're listening to The Healthy Sensitive. Hey everybody and welcome to The Healthy Sensitive, a podcast for highly sensitive beatniks and creative renegades who are trying to figure out how to live a purposeful, meaningful life, have a rich career, and also have sanity and health and well-being and tranquility. I'm Leah Burkhart, your hostess, and I'm going to be introducing you to an incredible human being. Uh, her name is Andrea Schaun. She is a fellow highly sensitive person and a, I mean this in the most profound way possible, but just a sunbeam of a person. She's the kind of gal who walks in and immediately makes those around her feel better just by virtue of being in their proximity. So um, she has, she's a classic creative. She's just, she brings creativity and enthusiasm to everything that she puts her attention on and I asked her to be on the podcast because she has recently you know she she keeps following her spidey senses and going after what she thinks is going to be the right like the next best step or the next best move and she recently found a company that uh, does network marketing so you know there are plenty of people who have misgivings about uh, multi-level marketing or network marketing and for good reason. However, uh, what I've found to be true with highly sensitive people is that they tend to do really well in terms of the work that they do uh, with workflows that are paint outside of the line styles. And so Andrea, like myself, has a bunch of things going on. You know, she has a day job and she has a uh, you know, she has her creative enterprises. She'll talk to you a bit about having written a children's book. And so for her, this company just really was a good fit and her enthusiasm is absolutely contagious. And I even have joined her team and not because I was you know, hooked by the potential for making money, although side hustles are, you know, how I feel about multiple streams of income, but because of her passion for creating community. So she was trying to figure out how to scratch the sort of entrepreneurial itch and do something that allowed her to be really creative and work flexibly, but at the same time, something that didn't require that she build all of the infrastructure and identify exactly what to charge and, you know, do all of the work in, on the back end. And this was just a good fit for her. And I wanted to share this with you because I wanted fellow HSPs to see that creating a robust and not just healthy life, because Andrea has done a lot of work on keeping her health intact, but also one that allows you to create community and give back. And that is absolutely within her nature. She is perpetually giving back in every way she can. So I wanted an example of that to be shown to the world. And uh, just as, you know, some of the things that we'll reference in the podcast, uh, she works in a company called Q Sciences. So if there's anyone who's interested in connecting with her or joining her team, 
I, I know that was what brought me on board. I was very excited about what she was doing. And so because I trust her, that was why I said, sure, I'll join in. Um, or if you just want to connect with her more broadly because you like her approach or you like some of the wisdom that she shares because she shared a ton of wisdom on a number of topics that had nothing to do with Q Sciences. Um, if you are interested in reaching out to her, it, it her the best way to do that, and she'll tell you in the podcast as well, is andrea.shown at Instagram. So A-N-D-R-E-A dot shown s-h-o-u-n at instagram and yeah so i'm um, really thrilled to be getting a chance to introduce you to andrea she's uh, an abundant source of inspiration for me and so i'm delighted to be able to share her fabulousness with all of you so with that i bring you andrea shown okay so i'm here with andrea shown Hey, Andrea. Hey, Leah. And we have what I think is a construction noise is going on in the background. And so for you listeners that are listening in, um, just enjoy that. Enjoy the symphony of random noises. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like we're a busy office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I would love to start with you. So like, what's your background? Who are you? Who am I? That's yeah. such a big question. I, well, my background, I have my degree in psychology, mm-hmm. which kind of put me on a trajectory of where I'm at now. I, I just really love mental health and wellness and really figuring out why people do the things that they do, but also pairing that with, with nutrition and so currently work in a health education role and um yeah it's just it's been really fun to get to learn more about people in in a big organization mm-hmm. and um so yeah that's kind of my background nice. yeah what would you say you're passionate about and maybe they're the same things but like if you were to, if someone were to just come up and say but what excites you what lights you up what kind of stuff would end up on your bullet list Um, I think that that's always been a self journey for me. uh, Because, you know, I know there's some people that since they were little, they've been like, I want to do this when I grow up. And I never really felt that. But I think as the older I get, the more I realize that's a really cool thing because I have lots of different interests. But I think the thing that really lights me up is just being able to connect with people and and really figure out what lights them up. Like Mm. that's what lights me up is to help people figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. I totally can see that in you. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Well, and I know this is like, this is a podcast for highly sensitive people. And you know, to what extent do you identify as being a highly sensitive person? Well, I don't know if I've ever put like a thought into the extent of it, but (laughs) I know I've, I've learned a ton just working with you Mm -hmm. about what are highly sensitive people and it's helped give me more of a language around that, which has been really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would consider myself very highly sensitive. <laughs> I think growing up, you can probably relate with this. I was always told, you know, you're you're being too sensitive. And so for a long time, that was, to me, I viewed it as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. 
but again, the older I get, the more I think I realize like how much of a gift that is. And so with learning from you, what exactly is a highly sensitive person? It's helped given me like positive language around that. Mm. And yeah, it's really cool. And I think it feeds into my passion of just connecting with people and like having the gift of being highly sensitive. I can really tune into who people are and what they're feeling and Sometimes that can be overwhelming, but it also <laughs> is a really good thing. So Yeah, I was actually going to ask, you know, to what extent do you think there's a connection between your sensitivity and your ability to connect with other people? Yeah. And it sounds like you kind of already touched on that in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, when growing up hearing I was always so sensitive, um, part of that sensitivity came from being able to just feel others when they're in pain or empathize with them when they're they're going through all the feels and sometimes as a highly sensitive person you you kind of feel what others are feeling as long as as well as what you're feeling so it can feel like a double whammy of emotions and so if you can't if you can't quite navigate through that it can really take a toll on your mental health and I think that also leads me into why I'm so passionate about mental health because it's been so such a big thing in my life that I definitely like the more I can figure out and the more that I can learn about myself and how to how to help myself channel my highly sensitiveness <laughs> yes can it really can only benefit others too so yeah yeah well you know we've talked about how you know like there's I, I, I want to say that clinical terms right. I think there's like a behavioral inhibition system and then a behavioral activation system. But really what that translates into is you can be someone who's highly sensitive, which really just means that you're sensitive to risk. So those are the people where it's like you hear pots drop in the restaurant and you immediately jump because your system is wired just, you know, what the hell is that? (laughs) Um, And then you can also have a behavioral activation system which is being sensitive to rewards. So mm-hmm. that translates into like a sensation seeker. Yes. And it's a hell of a balancing act. <laughs> uh, I'm one of those and I yes. think you are too. Yes, and I for sure am. <laughs> so it's sort of like, I really love di- re- regularity and routine. I also really love novelty. Yes. Um, I wanna go travel everywhere, but uh, do I have to get on an airplane though? Yes. Like I wanna meet new people, but not that many. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I feel like you, like meeting you has like so helped me so much just identify the conflict that is and why I've always felt like so pulled in two different directions because mm-hmm. like you said, I'm very highly sensitive, but then I tend to get bored really easy. So it's this pull of like, I want to stay in, but I want to go out, but I want to stay in, but I want to go out. <laughs> yes. So sometimes if I'm not, if I don't take care of myself, physically, mentally, all of the things, like, I can get to this place of, like, I don't know, feeling discombobulated just because there's so much pull in both directions. So, yeah. Well, and I'm wondering to what extent that has informed or maybe gently nudged you in the work rhythms that you have, because I know you're you're doing a bunch of things right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them is health education, Mm -hmm. but what are your other projects? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, and we've talked about this at length about just, you know, personalities. And I love learning more about 
like personality traits and and for me personally I um, I love the Enneagram so if you if anybody listening doesn't know anything about the Enneagram it's worth looking into it's it's more of a complicated personality test but I do feel like it gives a lot of language to you know why we do the things we do and so I love to have a lot of things going on mm-hmm. um, and in a creative space. So um, I am a health educator. I also um, just wrote a kid's book, which was really fun. And yes. so I'm like trying to plug that into places. It's all about this cute little plant that loses his home and he needs to find his home. So um, just like things like that, that uh, kind of come about organically and spur of the moment sometimes work best for me mm-hmm. and um and then also starting a new business with um, a company called q sciences which has been really fun <laughs> um just because it's been such a great space to build community and also something that makes me excited too is just the possibilities of of monetizing the things that we do Mm -hmm. and um, not in a sense of like I need to make all the money but just to make sure that we're taking opportunities Mm -hmm. there's money out there why not go get it so Uh I I just I get really excited when I think about like just the creativity that goes around earning an income so yes yeah and having to change your relationship with money, I say you, what I mean is having to change my relationship with money, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can speak to the challenge of that. You know, people who are givers and who are naturally inclined to want to provide to their community so often struggle with, oh, P.S., can you also please pay me? Because yes. I, if, if you don't, this won't be sustainable. Yeah. And like, well, what, then that brings up questions of, well, what am I worth? And what do I charge for this? And what does that look like? So it sounds like this company, Q Sciences, kind of gives you an opportunity to walk. It's got the infrastructure already built. It does, yeah. And so you can, it's it's like right at the sweet spot where it's like you can have a little bit of that entrepreneurial itch scratched, but not having to build the whole framework for it and decide what you want to charge for it and so on. That stuff's already done. Yeah, absolutely. I... I do identify with, I've tried to start my own business before and it was so hard. It was, and hats off to anybody out there that can start their own business and charge the appropriate amount for your services and, and be successful. It's a lot of hard work. And for me, I just felt like, like this particular business, cause I, I personally tend to be a little skeptical mm-hmm. and never really saw myself doing a network marketing company but um for whatever reason this one in particular i guess maybe the timing of when it it came into my life Mm -hmm. and the timing of the actual company it's like all the stars have aligned and (laughs) it's it's a space where there's a lot of exciting momentum happening with the people that are in it it's we're building community and support Mm -hmm. which i think is is where I thrive is when we're working on a team and we can support each other and feel good about, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you. You're here to help me. There's mm-hmm. this, this great balance of, 
um, being a nine on the Enneagram, I love like peace and Mm -hmm. no conflict and support and like (laughs) helping people. So that's, that's totally my jam. And then also there's actual, I'm seeing people in my circles that are in this company make money. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I have literally nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. So why not give it a shot? And since I said yes to it, things have just been super awesome. So Mm -hmm. yeah, in all, all aspects of life. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and what do you think? Cause you said I'm skeptical. And as soon as you say it, whether it's network marketing or MLMs, I'm always a little bit amused by the variety of responses that people get. Like, I personally have a really close friend who was sort of a ninja at it. I mean, mm. at some point she was making something like $10,000 a month, and she worked her butt off. But, yes. I mean, you know you're in a, an interesting situation when your take-home pay from your MLM is $10,000 a month, and the piddly amount, I'm saying piddly, like, you know, ha-ha, <laughs> that she was making as a full-time employee of a hospital yeah. was just what she threw away on her mortgage. It's right. like, but that's just what I use to pay my mortgage. Um, I The rest of the money is what I live on. And it's mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> like, um, and it's, of course, you hear, you know, there's lots of skepticism around MLMs, and there's lots of um, ambivalence, even mm-hmm. sometimes even at best, and I think a lot of... Um, immediate knee-jerk response of, ew, gross. Yeah. Um, what's yeah. your sense of why that is? What do you think it is about MLMs that gives people that ick factor? You know, I, I mean, I can only speak for myself and, like, how I viewed it in the past. And sometimes I feel like there's a lot of fear-based reactions around um folks that get into network marketing and um and I think it's more of a like I'm doing this and you have to go out and recruit all of your family all of your friends and that's the only way to make money so you kind of push and push and push and so I think we're all tired of getting those messages in our <laughs> inboxes and it sound, it seems so copy and paste mm. and there's a and I don't think anyone ever means it that way but um just the inauthenticity of it mm-hmm. and also there's so many companies out there right now yeah and I think we all have a little bit of fatigue around you know, trying the next best product that (laughs) our mom, grandma, (laughs) sisters are pushing on us. And so for me, I really had to come to terms with like, is this something I feel good about? Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, I never want to be pushy with it. I think there's like a difference between being pushy and also providing a service. Mm -hmm. And if you really like what you're selling, quote unquote selling, Mm -hmm. um, it shouldn't come across that way. And I've, with this particular opportunity, I've really been trying to be very intentional with the people that I want to come look at it Mm -hmm. and trying to not have any expectation around their response which is not easy because you get really excited about something and maybe 
your friend doesn't see it the same way and you're like, but, (laughs) but I I know this is going to help you. And so Mm -hmm. I think network marketing as a whole, um, it can be a very beneficial thing for people. It's not for everybody, but it does help you with growth, personal and, and with business. Like I know, We've been talking a little bit about all of the trainings that they offer and mm-hmm. how it's just been so beneficial for, for the things that we're doing on the side. And, mm-hmm. um, and then also networking. It's You're getting to know people that you probably wouldn't outside of this business, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just kind of opens you up to, to being more creative and also just open to trying new things and I really like that space so yeah yeah it's sort of the you know like the thing that comes to my mind is you know I've mentioned before that I I was a salesperson for Victoria's Secrets and Uh you know haha um I'm so not chic (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I remember not ever having a problem selling the bras because it was a product that I mean you're here for a reason I know you want this product what can I do to help you walk out of the store with the thing that you Mm -hmm. want? And if you don't actually want the thing, you just want it to look, well, then that's fine too, Mm -hmm. whatever. But I had no problem selling it because I personally wore, you know, I was willing to vouch for the product because I was wearing it. Yeah. No biggie. But as soon as they then said, now you're going to have to push a credit card. (laughs) It was just like, I'm sorry. You want what now? (laughs) And so I found myself saying, have you heard about our new credit card promotion? And then they would say no with this weary sort of side-eye look on their face. Like, oh, God, she's going to tell me more about the credit card promotion, isn't she? And I'd say, would you like to? And they'd say no. And I'd say, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That would scamper off. Yeah, yeah. Like relief. Yes. (laughs) I was like, great. I don't want to talk to you about it. And naturally, there were some people who were just – awesome at selling these credit cards and we're just making a killing and they were doing it in a way that was authentic because mm-hmm. they themselves had one and they thought it was just the best thing since sliced gluten-free bread <laughs> like they're just all yeah, over it yeah which great and so I think this is similar where if you really believe in the thing that you're offering mm-hmm. it's sort of like you're going around your office and you're saying I have a box of chocolates would you like one and if someone says no thanks it's sort of like Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, most people don't feel put out by being offered a truffle. Right. They just kind of go, thanks, but no. And then you move on with your life. Yeah. And so if you can engage in something like an MLM in a way that feels like, hey, I have this neat thing. I It's a product that I believe in, and it's a business model that works for me. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in joining the team, come on board. And if you're not, well, you do you, boo. I exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, like that has been a big blessing for me is the products have been, um, so I have, I've been diagnosed with PCOS, which is something that I have, again, with my highly sensitive system, it's, it's been a struggle. And so just hormonally over the last couple years, I've noticed a big shift in just like getting into my thirties and my hormones have been a little bit off or a lot off. And so, and I've, I've been to so many different doctors and had so many different appointments and tried so many different things. And so, um, 
you know, some of these products have actually, I've been seeing a huge benefit in just regulating my hormones and helping Mm -hmm. on that front. So I'm really excited about that. And so, yeah, of course it really helps to, to have an experience and believe in what you're selling. And then I think just everything about this company has like been in an alignment of like what I, I feel is, is positive. So I feel really good about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, especially as a highly sensitive person, (laughs) I keep saying that, but we really have to believe in what we're doing or else we will not continue. Like we could do it for a while, but the amount of, of, I think skepticism from others can get to get to me or the no's that you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's, it can be really tough. So yeah. without that belief in, in the product and belief in yourself, mm-hmm. that, that to me is something that you, you really have to figure out when you're doing something like this. So I think yeah. that too, if you're in the right headspace can be, super beneficial because it does help you learn more about yourself and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, push through some of those objections. And so it can really help you be a better leader for yourself and for the people around you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking too, I mean, when it comes so many people that I know who identify as being highly sensitive, it's almost like they're served up a fake binary option. Like, here, here's your menu. There's only two items on it. Uh, if you want to live a good life, you can have health or you can have a meaningful career. Mm. You don't get to have both. So if you want to give of yourself and you want to be plugged in as a member of your community and you want to provide services for people, you have to put your mask on. You've got to get your armor up. You've got to go out there and behave like a not so very sensitive ballsy human mm. because this is America. Like, <laughs> get, you know, buck up buttercup. And so you're just going to have to be okay with the fact that you probably will sacrifice some of your health and your vitality. Yeah. And we hear that even from some of the most successful entrepreneurs out there who may know nothing about sensitivity. They'll mm. say, I only get four hours of sleep and they'll wear that like a badge of honor. Right. Um, yeah. Like they'll, they'll say, this is what it takes. You got to hustle, always be hustling. And there's value to that. I'm not saying there isn't. Mm -hmm. However, you know, that doesn't, that's not an equation or an algorithm that works for highly sensitive people. True. Very true. And I think what a lot of people misunderstand with HSPs is, oh, they're just little sissy la-las you can't (laughs) produce. And they're more like smartphones. So a lot of functionality, but Mm -hmm. you got to charge them all the frickin' time. Yes. So remember the flip phone? You could practically run that thing over and it would still function. (laughs) But there were no apps on the little flip phone. (laughs) You couldn't get to have your flip phone give you directions. Right. So we have a lot of functionality, but we need to be really discerning about how we expend our energy, just like with that smartphone. And we have to always be plugged in or nearby to a recharge station. Yeah. Yeah. I love that analogy. And I think like every highly sensitive person's recharge station is different. Mm -hmm. So for me, I know that I have to be really mindful about who I hang out with and, um, being careful with, you know, I tend to 
have a hard time saying no. I don't know if, if you relate with that. Oh, Maybe not. I don't so know. So much yes. <laughs> I, um, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, yeah, sometimes I can run myself to the ground because I want to help so much. And, and I love people. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. I love people, and so if I get to be around the people I love, like, yes, I will be there. <laughs> yes. And so, but I do, like, I have to be careful and make sure that I do spend some time alone. And I think the healthier that I've gotten as a highly sensitive person, the less alone time that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do also identify (laughs) as an introvert, but I also, I think for a long time, I thought that that meant like, I always have to be alone, Mm -hmm. but I, I love people, but I do need to have some alone time to recharge. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you have a balance in your life where you're getting enough sleep, you're Mm -hmm. spending time with people that you love, you're, you have a good career, you are plugged into the community, you um, have a good spiritual life. I think all of those things can wax and wane in your life. But when it's, when you've got those all in a good balance, like that's when you thrive. Mm -hmm. And so just making sure that you're plugging into each one of those things. So, and I don't have it figured out by the way. (laughs) I don't, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll let you know when I find someone who yeah. does, because I'm sure it's not that person either. Yeah, as soon as I feel good, it's like the next day, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I sang it. so good yesterday, and then last night, it's like, oh, wah, wah. I know, but yeah. yes. <laughs> but I think it's too, like, l- learning to give yourself grace for that, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, being okay with not being okay sometimes, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially when you have that balancing act that you're working with, where on the one hand, you might be a sensitive person, but on the other hand, you're a sensation seeker, and it's yes. like that, I, I call it death by opportunity. Actually, it's not mine. That was a gentleman I spoke with who called it that, where it's it's like people keep asking you to do things, and it's not that you keep saying yes just because you don't have boundaries, although that may or may not be a, a, a feature in that algorithm. But it's more to do with the fact that the opportunity comes up and you think, oh, I can't pass this up. Yeah. Or this, or this, or this. And then suddenly you're buckling under the strain of all of your enthusiasm. Yes. And you're oh, realizing, man. oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, I yeah. Can't. I'm still me. <laughs> like, there really are just 24 hours yeah. in a, you know, a cycle. And my circadian rhythm doesn't understand my enthusiasm yeah. around all these projects. Yeah. And just allowing yourself to watch TV every once and again, like, or sometimes when I get in these, these spaces of like, yes, I want to do everything. I kind of forget to have fun, Mm -hmm. which sounds funny. Like I'm having fun doing these things, but like just doing something to do it, Mm -hmm. not for an outcome of making money or helping somebody like just doing it to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think as a highly sensitive person, kind of what you're saying, like we need to have those outlets. Yeah, it's sort of like creating uh, green zones in a city. It was a life coach that I worked with where she said, you know, if you go to a, like a city planner, if you know, the most popular cities in the world are generally cities that were designed before cars were made. And the reason that they're so great is because they were designed purely with the pedestrian in mind. Mm-hmm. Like what is a space that human beings would want to come to and there are intentional zones, 
zoning laws, if you will, um, <laughs> where there's like they've chosen to have it be what's called a green zone. Like, there's mm -hmm. not going to be any development on this space. So for San Francisco, that would be Golden Gate Park. For New York City, that would be Central Park. And although if you were looking at it purely from a bird's eye view, you'd think, my God, but look at all the opportunity we're missing. Look at how many buildings we could build. Do you know how much money we could make from uh -huh. that? But the problem is, if you were to develop on every corner of the city, no one would want to live there. It is Central Park that makes New York, New York City. Hmm. It's Golden Gate Park that's part of what makes San Francisco so beautiful. Like yeah. it's, San Francisco isn't just beautiful because it has a bunch of buildings. It's beautiful because of the architecture, because of the cathedrals, because it has a view of the ocean. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what makes it a city people are willing to crowd in and be in. And so we have to remember to create zoning laws for our lives. And like plot out land that is intentionally designed not to have something built on it. Yeah. No. See, you always have the best <laughs> metaphors for everything. I'm like, I'm like just sitting here. You can see me like, I have my hand under my chin. Like, <laughs> tell me more, Leah. <laughs> well, and that's what I think is so. Like, this is the thing when people poo poo on MLMs. I've spoken with three different individuals. All three were successful at it in some measure. So either the wildly successful version, where my friend, again, the 10000 a month, and I have to, I mean, let's be, I want to be very clear, she was making a lot of money, and the reason she was doing it is because she believed in the product, mm -hmm. and she was, she paired it with her story. Like, she built a tribe out of this thing, and she kept saying, this is why I'm here, this is what I want to do for you. Like, she made the, ex she created an experience around this product. Mm -hmm. And so people were just desperate to give her money. It's, it's like when you find a plumber that does good work and is honest, it's just like, I just want to throw money at you. <laughs> like, what can it, how can I give you more money? What do you want from me? Yes, I want to pay you. And it's not coming from a, like, I need more money. It's coming from people who are so delighted by you that they're thinking, thank you for giving me a corner of this universe that doesn't have heaviness in it. Like, thanks for lighting up the space for me. Yes, I'm happy to pay for that service. And then I had folks who, where it was just like, you know, they, it was a side hustle and they like it and they did fine and you know, whatever. And it, it, none of them were predatory. None of them were, you know, pinging every friend obnoxiously. It was just, here's a thing. And every once in a while I'd get a reminder that, hey, I'm doing a Facebook Live come if you want to see me. Mm -hmm, and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I've never once did I think, God, that's so gross. Stupid friend inviting me to a <laughs> Facebook Live. And I think one thing I've noticed about HSPs with regard to workflows is that they're ridiculously productive. Mm -hmm. As long as they're well-fed, they don't have low blood sugar, they've gotten plenty of sleep, they've done their meditation <laughs> practice, they've gotten their exercise, they've eaten their Wheaties or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And if all of the stars have aligned, they can do the work of five people in an hour. Like, they can do five hours of work in 35 minutes. Mm -hmm. and, but maybe that 35 minutes was at 8 a.m. Maybe it was at 9.30 p.m. And so it's why I'm seeing so many HSPs tend to do pretty well with some version of entrepreneurship mm. or something that's super flexible. So, like, the very flexible yes. salaried, like, jobs or... Um, consulting work or MLMs. Yeah. Uh, they, that's why they tend to flock to it because it provides that ability to be uber productive and just go hog wild with all of their enthusiasm for a few hours and then say, whew, 
I did 10 hours of work in 25 minutes. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Done. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. I have never thought about it that way, but you're, I think you're spot on. Mm -hmm. It's the, like you can do all the things, but at your own pace mm -hmm. and you can choose to do what you're passionate about, but maybe you only have this chunk of time to do it, Be but it's because you have the flexibility. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I'm very drawn to it for that as well. Mm -hmm. Like even when I was on a call with the group and there was one gal who came in who said, yeah, I mean, it was so clear. She was such a classic introvert. <laughs> like, I don't really love having to talk to a lot of people. It's not my jam. And yeah. so here's how I do this thing. And it was completely different from how the person before her said that she approaches it. She's like, oh, psh, I just go right up to people. And I'm like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm going to share it with you. Oh, you don't want to hear about it? Okay. Well, yep. tell me what else is going on with your life then. <laughs> yeah. Like you get to make it look how you want mm -hmm. for sure. But there's still a system in place. So you know how to get there. Yes. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So yeah. I definitely understand the sort of the ick factor where it can, you know, cause it can be used very predatorially. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's something for HSPs. I find that whatever workflow they decide to go with, there's a couple of things I find they have in common. Um, one, they really need some kind of a workflow that allows them flexibility to like go with the flow of their productivity. Mm -hmm. Two, they tend to do much better when they have a diversified portfolio. Hmm. So they, I, I'm sure there are exceptions, but I don't know many HSPs who are super creative and have made their craft how they bring home their bacon. Okay. So they may have a podcast and a blog and a private practice, and that brings in some income, but it's not their sole source of income. Gotcha. They often have something else going on. Or if they do get to a place where they can do that, it's usually the case that it was a progression. So I gotcha. started off by making widgets, and then I did this thing on the side. And then yeah. gradually that became what I gave my, all of my attention to. Yeah. And so... I think primarily because anything creative and anything that makes us feel vulnerable, if you, it's a little fledgling plant that's trying to grow and they don't thrive in hurricanes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like, because we're so sensitive to our, our environment, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, you almost like have to do it in chunks. So if you can do multiple things, mm -hmm. you're not experiencing this intense feeling um, all the time. It's like you're switching it up. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of like bob and weave in between the things <laughs> that you're doing. And it's, it's, yeah, it's almost like you're creating, uh, a song of some sort and you're, mm -hmm. you're creating this, this melody of different things that you have going on. And I like to look at it that way. It's like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm all over the place, but that's where, when I usually feel like I'm in my sweet spot. So yeah. like, that's okay to be all over the place. Um, as long as you're taking care of yourself in that. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. Talk about a good analogy. I love that. I'm learning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it reminds, so I think that goes with, for any of you guys who may have heard of em Emily Wapnick, she wrote a book called The Multipotentialite and she, uh, ar articulated that there are people out there she even did a podcast with an HSP podcaster who was just like, yeah, I think there's a lot of overlap, 
But she said, you know, some people are asked when they're young, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. And some kids grow into adults who never know how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. And it's because they want to do all the things. Yes. So, and she uses Einstein as the classic example where, yes, he made the theory of relativity or, or not made it, but um, put it into verbiage that we could then, you know, put it into a theory. And... He was only really able to do that because his day job was at a patent office, which was mundane, didn't require much bandwidth, and gave him the headspace that was freed up for pondering the universe. Mm -hmm. And then when he was way too, like he needed something altogether different, he would play the violin. Aww. And it's like, oh, interesting. Delighting all the senses. Yes, (laughs) exactly. It's it's like diversifying your your workouts or your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, who knew? We were all like Einstein. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm going to go with anyway. Yeah. I'm going to brand myself that way all day long. I'm the biggest Einstein fan. my middle fan. name. Yeah. Einstein, he and me, we go way back. I mean, he's not alive right now, but he would totally be my yeah, BFF if absolutely. he were. Maybe we're related somehow. Who knows? I know, right? I, oh, if I were, oh, so much excitement. I'd... I, if he showed up on my family tree and Ancestry.com... It would make sense. I, I think that would make sense. <laughs> I would blast that on my website so hardcore. I would be, like, whatever modesty is, I would be the asshole of that. <laughs> well, you know, in my, like, I have a distant relative that's, like, related by marriage through a second cousin, twice removed... Who happens to be Jennifer Aniston, so... Nice! Yeah, I always... I remember in high school being like, hey guys, I'm related to Jennifer Aniston. But truly, we're not really related. <laughs> but you gotta of, take it where you can get exactly. it. Exactly. Reminds me of Spaceballs. I am your brother's cousin's neighbor's like, Wait, what does that make us? Yep. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but no one needs to know. Exactly. Yes, so maybe your brother's cousin's great, 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 great grandfather was in law. In law was Albert Einstein. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you get it. I do. I do. I get it. Is there anything like if you were like, what is maybe a hope that you have like for maybe there's a highly sensitive person out there who's in a, a job that's just all drudgery or is all stress and misery and you know I'm, I'm so tired I don't know where to start hmm. I'm really miserable not in the clinical imbalanced chemical sort of way but just life is really hard right now yeah. and I don't know where to look what would your hope be for them oh man <laughs> go so anywhere many you want things. with that <laughs> um just that they would know that they're not stuck that there are so many possibilities out there and the minute we feel stuck I think is the minute that we need to look at ourselves and say what what can I change how can I look at this differently and I think being able to look at things in a different light than we normally do is where possibility and creativity begins Mm -hmm. and to me that gets me excited because if, if that's true, then we will never be stuck, and we will always have hope and joy to look forward to. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. 
Well, if someone were listening to this and saying, I want more Andrea in my life, and I don't yeah. know what company you just said it was, <laughs> Q Sciences, Q what, what don't even that? care. Yeah. yeah. I want more information, yes. and I might want to join your team, or I might want to find out more about what, like, I might, might want to find out about creating a, a child, or um, a children's book, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. What would be the best way to connect with you? Um, well, currently, if you just find me on Instagram, my Instagram is andrea.shown. Super easy, so my first and last name. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a website at the moment of, that's the beauty of being all over the place. (laughs) I haven't quite gotten there yet, but um, yeah, if you find me on Instagram, we can connect there and I could definitely funnel you towards Q Sciences if that's what you're interested in or if you just want to even say, hey, I heard the podcast and we could be friends and I love that. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, too, I mean, because when you said, oh, I, I don't have a, a website yet, I think that that excited me more than I anticipated it would. Really? Um, yes. <laughs> They're especially highly sensitive people. Uh, they have a tendency, I think this is true of most humans, but HSPs in particular, they have a tendency to say, oh, I'll do that, but just as soon as. So I will put myself out there as soon as I have a website and the website is perfect and I have the right number of blog entries and I have a podcast that doesn't have any construction noises in the background (laughs) and I have all of the right equipment and I have my logo perfectly placed on my ballpoint pen and the ballpoint Mm. pen is exactly the right amount of ink dispersal that comes out of the page and only then... I can well, relate with that. Yes. yes. <laughs> then I will put myself out there sure. and talk about what it is I'm doing. And we, and the reality is, pardon my language, but no one really gives a shit about the logo that's on your ballpoint pen. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and they don't even really care that much about your website. Like, there's a yoga therapist that I work with, and he, I only stumbled upon him by virtue of a friend of a friend of a friend who said, I had him as a teacher in my grad school. And or, you know, people have had profound results with him. And I know you have anxiety and have trouble with sleep. I think he could really help you. And I thought, oh, you have got to be kidding me. Like, I'm, I'm all into the woo-woo, but yoga therapy? Like, I don't even know what that means. But I was desperate. Yeah. And he didn't, I mean, he had a website, but it was not glitzy, glamorous. It wasn't, you know, brought to you by Squarespace. Right. <laughs> didn't have yeah. a podcast or a blog. Just a little bit of information for me to get a hold of him and my experience was profound like this person changed my life Mm -hmm. and so it's amazing like if he had waited until all of the stars were aligned and his logo was perfectly placed on his ballpoint pen I never would have met him and I never would Mm -hmm. have had some of the changes that I did so it's really like this is exactly what people who are HSPs who might have an idea or thinking be thinking oh I don't know if I can yes you can yeah <laughs> you can and and I want to say thank you to you for having this space to and inviting me to come talk with you because it's things and opportunities like these that can help move us HSPs forward Mm -hmm. and Leah asked me this morning if I wanted to be on her podcast and she's so sweet she's like you can think about it you can do it anytime and I knew I was like no I have to do it today or else I'll (laughs) overthink it and 
awesome. so yes, I've been trying to say yes to more things. So, so thank you. Oh my God, so many welcomes because I'm I'm inspired by you every Aww. day. So thank you. Right back at ya. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So Andrea Dotshown at Instagram. Yeah. All right. Just on Instagram. Okay. Well, Come if you find get a bunch me. of fans. <laughs> I love it. Right. Thanks again. Yes. Thanks, Leah.